Hello, welcome back to the Property Empress podcast. This week, I've gained control of the podcast again <laughs> after, after Anna's hijacking. Um, so you're stuck with me. Uh, this week, we are going to be talking about, let's say, I don't want to say rough areas. Go let's on, say, Richards. Own, let's say less desirable. Less desirable. <laughs> mm. uh, first of all, uh, good morning, Anna. Welcome along. Hello. Hi, Richards. It feels much nicer actually being this side of the control thing. <laughs> it was fun. It was really fun last week. But yeah, it's nice to watch you and listen to you in your usual role. <laughs> yeah, this is this was much more comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not I'm not concerned about what you're going to say next. I'm completely clueless. We wanted to talk about this because we're going to say rough areas because you know I know people don't like saying that, but it's true. Some areas are rougher than others, and we just wanted to talk about: is that a good place to be investing in, or should you be uh, investing in the the posh places? So. Um, Anna, what, what do you think about this? This yeah. is an interesting subject. This is part. This is kind of suggested by me because this is something that comes up a lot when I talk on TikTok, especially, and I say there are some still some really cheap areas in the UK. You can invest in Cumbria, South Wales, and Liverpool. Usually, are the three usual places I talk about. Um, I get a lot of. Um, I mean, sometimes people are like, oh, you're just going to not get very good tenants in those areas. Um, and other people are just really rude about cheaper areas, basically. Like, oh, they're all going to be drug dealers and all this kind of thing. And I have my own feelings on that. And uh, when I was speaking with my conveyancer, my solicitor that I've worked with for the last 10 years, who is the nicest lady uh, the other day, she mentioned she was investing in Grimsby. And I mentioned that to Richard. And Richard had a very interesting mm-hmm. <laughs> emotional and physical reaction to that because as it turns out what was it you shared with me Richard what's your little nugget of information well I used to live there I lived in Grimsby for a couple of hellish years <laughs> and you had yeah. some interesting stories about living in Grimsby and it got us talking about yeah. about whether because people I I get it and and I've got my own story to share about investing in rougher and we mean this with love when we say rough areas we're, we're not being we're talking about the kind of the um the perception of you go to a particular area that you're investing there's going to be some areas that are nice and some areas that's not so nice and unfortunately the word rough seems to be the one that people use the most so it's kind of more talking yeah. the language of the people you know that we're kind of talking about basically yeah yeah, we're, we're sorry, but not sorry. That's just yeah, exactly. Called. Yeah, it's that kind of thing. Like we mean that with we mean it with love. Um, but I will, I will actually. I'm happy to share because one of the questions we had, one of the questions I had for you, Richard, was, would you invest yeah. having lived? In fact, do you want to tell your story first about what you yeah, shared well, with me? It's difficult because th- this goes to show the sort of the bias of your history and your mm. your opinions on places. You know, should they affect your investing? opinions or not you know i don't know i don't know the answer but i lived i lived in grimsby for four four years four or five years uh, long story how i ended up there but um <laughs> i lived there and that was do you remember a few weeks ago i said about i nearly bought my first house when oh, i was yeah. like 21 or 22 well that was in grimsby really that's what it was oh, like interesting. 20, i can't remember if it was twenty nine thousand or thirty nine thousand. Mm. it was and it was a n terrace victorian house three bedroom house amazing how much is um, it worth now I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't checked. Um, but but for me, so, so I lived there long enough to get a good opinion of the of the town. And 
the amount of crime was just for me it overtook my life it overtook my opinions on everything so i was for instance i had a car i had a little renault clio everybody everybody had a clio (laughs) and um i came out to came out to my car one day and what they'd done is to to open the door they'd actually bent the door (gasps) open like from the top down oh my gosh yeah why not just smash the window i don't know they'd bent the whole frame of the door open wow. just to unlock it so i got out and my door was wide open there's nothing in there i was like oh that's annoying so eventually i got the door replaced uh, and then it happened again wow and i was like you've got to be kidding me a few weeks later so by the end of it i ended up putting a sticker a, a piece of paper on the window saying it's not locked and i had a drew an arrow pointing to the lock lifted up you know saying it, it's open and left nothing. And I left all that. I had to leave the glove box open to show there was nothing in there. And I just lived in this constant fear of what is my car going to be like in the morning when I go oh, to work. Gosh. And and then my mum had a car as well. She had a car there and uh, went out to go and get it to work one day, and it was gone. Mm. And then they found it on fire in a field down the road. And when the police sort of came round, they weren't particularly useful to be fair. Um, we found out that the 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 people who stole it were playing snooker with the cars, and we was like, "What are you talking about?" They said, "Well, what they do, they steal a white car, no, and then they have to go and with the white car, they have to go and steal a red car as the first ball, and then once they've done that, they got to go and steal a blue car for five points, and they go around wow. the town stealing cars playing snooker." I was like, "Brilliant!" Wow. So, <laughs> they yeah. have far so too that, much time on their hands. Yeah, but, not I mean, even course, not even stealing because they're in you know poverty and you nope. know it's for fun. Wow. Yeah, because and, and because there's the prospects in Grimsby are so poor. Mm. It's minimum wage absolutely everywhere. If you can get a job, um, there's nothing to do. It's, it's that whole boredom, youth being bored, nothing to really to do. Like, I've never understood that argument, but that's, yeah. that's the one they give. Uh, yeah. They got nothing, nothing to do, nowhere to go, so they steal cars and break into things. And it just turned into like constantly paranoid about your stuff and your house and your cars. And to, to, to for me, so that was my experience. Like I say it was a few few years I lived up there, and by the end of it, I was just I hated it. Mm. I absolutely hated it. And of course, being a southerner, I wasn't particularly uh, popular um, with the locals. That's just the way it is. You know, it is a very cut-off type area of the country and they, they weren't too keen on Southerners coming up and buying their houses. That's it. So, <clears throat> excuse me, imagine being a landlord <laughs> buying houses in Grimsby. Yeah. yeah, I would be paranoid. If I phoned up and said, yeah, I'm the landlord, so, so, so I'd be paranoid about them thinking, oh, God, I'm going to trash this place then. Yeah. So yeah, Interesting. But, of course, those things can happen all over the country just because, you know, I've Cars get stolen in the town I'm in. Yeah. And it's nice here. Yeah, yeah. It happens. It happens everywhere. So it's just. But now, if I was going to invest in it, that would hugely weigh on my my mind. Thinking, no way, because yeah. I don't trust that, that those things wouldn't happen. I think I'd be the same, to be honest. Thank you for sharing that. That's shocking, but <laughs> useful, really useful information. Um, because when we started investing in Northampton, so Northampton's not a particularly rough area. Uh, or at least I don't think it is. Uh, I mean, it's not the nicest area. I remember, you know, we'd, we'd see, I mean, Drew and I walked past like, you know, 9.30 on a Tuesday morning, a lady like literally 
having pulled her trousers and pants down, peeing in the middle of the high street. Like, you know, it's not particularly nice. Like, there's some not so nice areas, but it's not like rough, rough, you know? Yeah. And, um, <laughs> But when we started investing, we looked at, I, I might have mentioned this on a previous podcast, we looked at, there's, so the Bellin, there's two areas, but Bellin, there's two areas that are quite rough, um, that are probably considered the roughest areas, uh, Bellin being one of them. And early in our journey, there was a property that came up for sale in Bellinge, and I was so drawn to it. And I was like, it's so cheap. And I just thought it was a no brainer, but because it's Bellinge, I didn't even go and see it. And I kind of mentioned it to my family. They're like, oh, you don't want to buy in Bellinge. Bear in mind, they're not a property investors. They've not done the trading. They just live in Northampton. They just haven't done any. They're very, very kind of love them, but poor mindset. You know, none of them do or understand what I do. And so I didn't do it. And I really, and then it eventually sold. Like it was on for ages, eventually sold. I mean, we were investing in the in the recession, so things would stick on the market anyway. But it really, for some reason, it was that house really, really like stuck with me. And then a few years later, we had a direct vendor inquiry from a lady who lives in Bellinge. And Drew went and met her and we got the property and it's been the best, <laughs> been the best rental we've really? had. Because it was cheap, but we just made sure we we catered for that. So we made sure the renovation was, it was a nice renovation. We've bought in like, Abington, which is like the nicest area in Northampton when we were flipping houses. And we made sure that we catered for that. So it was a really high spec renovation. Whereas in Bellinge, it was going to just be like a normal renovation. Um, and then we found, uh, we did our usual open day. And that house, more than any other house we've ever done, had the most interest. And oh, we yeah. found this lovely lady and her daughter. She's DSS. She's on, She's actually, um, she's not, she's got agoraphobia, basically. She's not able to work. And um, she, her and her daughter moved in, and this was in 2014. So they've been with us for eight years this year. And the nicest, nicest family, so lovely. And the thing is that they are, this is their, this is like their crowds. Like, do, do you know what I mean? They, this is their community that they live in. So yeah. they, what I, what I have learned from my experience in investing in like a rough area is that just cause, and I know this anyway, just cause someone's on benefits means nothing really you no. can get someone that's not nice on benefits you can get someone who's not nice that's not on benefits but Absolutely. we we cherry pick we did our whole you know find our long-term dream tenants and we put them in and they've been really lovely um but what i have learned from the experience and really getting to know this this lovely lady and her daughter when i say daughter it's grown-up daughter just to be clear um that a lot of these, particularly the the communities that they don't have money, you know, they're on benefits. I mean, if you, I didn't watch that benefit street. I think I was, it was all in the press and stuff, but they're their own little community. They support one another, they help each other yeah. out. And I really realized that. I kind of realized that very fairly quickly with just this example of the property, that actually the right, you know, we treat them with a lot of respect and, you know, they got a brand new renovated property, they got professional landlords with this particular lady, you know, she couldn't, she can't leave the house, but her landlord was selling. It was highly traumatizing for her to be able to, to have to go to the viewings, which is one of the reasons Drew uh, phoned me on the viewing and was like, we have to give the house to this lady, like, you know, yeah. and she's never going to go. She's never going to leave. She's always going to pay her rent on time, assuming that her benefits come in. Um, so she's a good tenant, you know, and it's yep. understand. And again, it's that matching the right person to the property. So yep. we've had it and she has had problems. They had a new tenant. They had a council tenant moved in next door who basically they 
just fight the whole time. They don't get on. And one of the fences got, like, one of, like, our fences basically got um, damaged by the neighbour. So we're, we're sorting that out. So it's not it's not all happiness and sunshine, but we deal with it. And we're like, as long as you're okay, Drew, I think got involved with the council because the account there was, because this stuff was going on. So we had to get involved, but not in a massive way. Like, and it's all, it's all falling away. It all seems to be okay. So certainly from my experience, I've actually had really positive experience buying in the roughest area. But having said that Northampton's rough area isn't, you know, I, I'm okay going to Northampton because I grew up there. Although I don't sound like I'm from Northampton, I am. Um, but I don't know if I would necessarily go to Grimsby and feel comfortable, you know, or necessarily go to like, I always talk about Newcastle because I know there's some cheap, cheap, cheap houses in Newcastle that, but also rough areas that the police don't go to. So whether or not you go, it's just not for me because I'm not comfortable or whether you're like, yes, I want, if you're even considering it, what I would definitely suggest people do is they go and walk the area, talk to estate agents. When I say walk the area, I've just realized what I've said. Don't walk, <laughs> don't walk the areas in Newcastle that the police won't go to. Explore the area. Like, uh, I mean, for me, we, we did an episode not too long ago about um, learning about a new, like if you're going into a new area. Mm-hmm. like the first few steps so it always starts with doing research online whenever I speak to estate agents in a new area I'll always be like what are the nicer areas what are the not so nice areas in fact I have a client in Not uh, Nottingham and it's so it's St Anne's I think in Nottingham that's meant to be like a rough area and I was having conversations with is it rough as in it's just not particularly nice or am I going to get shot yeah, <laughs> and yeah what's the scale of rough the conversations you have to have it's like gauging roughness because yeah. every area there's going to be an area that's not quite so nice so of course. but for Nottingham I was learning about I was talking to these different I talked to lots of different estate agents because I was like I want to go to the rough areas because I have good good experiences with that a lot of people won't go there cheaper mm-hmm. houses and as long as you get good tenants in that are you know part of that community you're unlikely to have any problems because for you for you for using you as an example Richard you know if I bought a property in Grimsby and I put someone in that suited the area they're less likely to less likely to have yeah. probably the problems you had and it's not absolutely nothing personal but it's just that thing if I was buying an investment property I would make sure I, I matched the tenant to the area yeah I think that's the key Definitely. Exactly. And it doesn't, and it doesn't necessarily, because our builder used to live in the other rough area in Northampton and he would have stuff stolen. He, it was interesting because he would talk about stuff that, you know, because he would have to, he, they had like a shed outside and it always got broken into and things like that. And I was always a bit like, that's really interesting that, you know, because I would have thought he would have, you know, that they, they would have kind of looked after their, even though he was, he was actually Polish. So he, but he was the right, uh, I don't know. He just, he was, he wasn't someone, I don't know. He fe- it felt like he fit that. It felt, yeah. you know, part of the community. Part of the community, yeah. about that. But you just don't know, do you? No. Um, so if you're thinking of investing in, a, in an area that's either like Grimsby that just generally has maybe a little bit of a, you know, you know bad name that's not the right word but that is considered quite rough or if you're going to an area and thinking about the rough areas talk to estate agents do that you can look on the crime maps to see what's going on although that i imagine might maybe put you off but it'll just be for me i wanted to see how rough is everyone's saying st anne's is rough how rough is it and i wanted to kind of see uh talk to people in the area talk to like you know go into shops and like in the local areas go into the shops because you Mm -hmm. can gauge if there's like a 
bulletproof glass like yeah then you know not to to go there but if actually it's really if use your senses if it feels okay then usually it's all right but do lots of research do lots, lots of due diligence i'm not put off going to to a rough area but i would mm. definitely do lots of research make sure i'm comfortable with it um, yeah. and maybe not for your first property investment that's the other thing uh, maybe it's something you kind of build up to but some investors just buy in the cheap areas and they just take you know they just take it as it is and they go it's, it's a good investment i'll just make sure you know that i have lots of uh, prudence in my numbers you know if there's maybe because there, a lot of people I think are worried that the house is going to get trashed, the tenants aren't going to pay, you're going to get like drug dealers and stuff. Not necessarily the case. If you're using a letting agent, I'm so sorry if there's letting agents listening, it's slightly more likely to happen because there's not as much screening as there is if yeah. you find your own tenants. Um, but you, you, it doesn't, it's not a guaranteed thing just because you're buying in a rough area, basically. So, no. yeah. I, I mean, when a few years ago, a couple of years ago, we actually went up to, uh, we've done a, a trip up to Scotland. We went up the east coast, no, up the west coast of the UK, and then back down the east coast. And we actually stopped in Middlesbrough, mm. uh, just for a night. We just needed somewhere to stay. And again, that felt so run down to me. Really? Yeah, it felt really. But so we, but we were staying in this little house, and it was a like a shared house just for the night. And because. Uh, we were, we were asking, like, oh, I wonder who owns this, you know, and because the other rooms were all rent, rented out. Um, and uh, basically, a, a developer, like a local developer, bought a load of houses on the same street and turned them all into like little short st short stay lets and stuff. Wow. And and uh, it, and you can pick them up. We were talking like 15, 15 grand for a three bedroom house. Oh, wow. Like insanely cheap. Mm -hmm. um, so. He'd obviously sort of found a little because he knew the area really well, so he knew what type of people he was getting and who was coming in, who was staying, and he was doing really well. And he said, "Yeah, I've got I've got five properties uh, on this street, um, and they're all let out individual rooms and stuff." I was like, "Wow!" So there's opportunities, definitely. Yeah, it's just how comfortable you are with the area and with the risk. Exactly. Oh, yeah, and that's a good point actually because we. Because we had a one bedroom, it's not it's not mine, it's a family member's, but we had a, a one bedroom house in uh, Crawley in Broadfields, which is the cheap, the, which is again the cheapest slash roughest area in Crawley, which is quite not, you know, not mm -hmm. necessarily as nice as other areas, shall we say. So it was again the roughest area, but we were airbnb it. Um, and that was the one I think I was, I can't remember if I mentioned it on the podcast or when we were talking, like before we were recording, but that's the one where we had a slight situation with uh, gentleman callers, shall we say. Um, so we did Airbnb for a little <laughs> while. It was always meant to be a, a short term thing just while for the situation that was involved. But actually we've turned it into a buy select and it's the same thing. It could be, it's the rough, it's the, you know, the roughest area apparently in Crawley. And we've put tenant in and they've been an absolute dream, you know? Yeah. Um, and I'm not, again, I'm not from Crawley and I did all the, I found the tenants and they, you know, they, again, the worst thing about these tenants is they pay slightly early as well. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> the worst thing about our tenants is they pay slightly <laughs> early. Um, Damn you. So yeah, I think, I definitely think you're, uh, I think that like the law of attraction is a powerful thing. So if your expectation, if you're very nervous about a rough area, I wouldn't go there. But if you're kind of open to going and learning and, you know, 
But I think yeah. having had that experience early on in my journey, I then, and then obviously had the director then, so which we can't control and we're like, we'll just be open to it. And I always felt like I'd missed out on that Bellinge one. I had a really positive experience. So I would be well up for doing cheap houses, rough areas, but I understand it's very much a personal preference. So uh, like trust, you know, I think also, sorry, something we should have probably said that's really significant with this is a lot of people like the numbers of the rough areas like they like the fact that the houses are so much cheaper and the fact that the the cash flow is so much yeah. better and they get good uplift as well like in Bellinge, like you know the property we have has, has probably one of the ones that i mean we bought a cheap direct vendor anyway but it's one of the ones that's really really uh gone up in price um so people like the numbers this idea of buying a 50 grand property and getting this really amazing cash flow but then it comes being with a rough area so that's really you know i think a lot of people probably would go to slightly nicer areas um however if you don't have very much money to invest if you have just 30 grand and actually you you need to go for cheaper areas then you it's a choice you have to make um but certainly as someone who buys in rough areas and has managed properties in rough areas uh yeah i mean yeah, would would you say if you're looking for your first house to, to to invest in i know you said avoid it but let's just say that it's taking you a long time to save up the money and you really are you know trying your best where because obviously you can't get a mortgage under under 50 grand is that right it's the the va- it depends on the lender but yeah if the value if the offer accepted is below 50 grand you're gonna struggle you're really okay. gonna struggle under 100 grands but there are lenders oh, really? that do it but you okay. only need one mortgage. That's the thing. When people like you can't go to all the lenders, I'm like, it doesn't matter. Like, as long yeah. the mortgage works is the main one that a lot of people use, and their their minimum criteria is fifty grand. So, would you keep saving for a more expensive area, or is it better to just get started and buy something in a mm. less desirable area? I mean, again, that's down to your own risk, isn't it? Because at least you'd be started, and yeah. you know you could. It's a good question. I don't know. I don't know. No, it's a really good, good question. Um, I think for me personally, it depends on your strategy. When we started, we were, I mean, we were, a, we were using angels anyway, so I'm not a good example, but like we were firefighting. So we had to just, you know, we had to, and we, again, yeah. we, even like when we, the fourth flip that we did, I remember we realized, because we, we were clearing out the house and we realized actually if we just put stuff in the driveway, it'd be taken. <laughs> so oh. like, <laughs> It was a really, it was really, but this is it. You can like, Love it. when life gives you lemons, it was like, we took full advantage of the fact that people just nick stuff off your front yeah. thing. Um, but in terms of, I think if you're saving and again, I would do, I would do that thing. If you're saving, you have enough, for example, to buy in Grimsby um, and you're not sure because it's rough. I was, I was explore the option and then make an informed choice. Don't, don't just not buy it because it's, a rough area yeah i would talk to the estate agents talk to maybe like i said i would for me it's about the i am very open to people's uh experiences so i would be going into the shop i would go and visit it myself in a safe way don't walk the areas you know um but certainly walk uh, drive around rather than walk around if you're not sure talk to the estate agents talk to the letting agents talk to people who have experiences like you can put on social media you know and i have yeah. done this i've in fact when with this client that was invested that is investing in nottingham i put on not on my facebook page is there anyone here who invests in nottingham because i'd love you to have a chat and i had about three different people say they they have or they are investing in nottingham so talk to people and see that find their experiences make you you know 
have a little drive around, make, make an informed choice. And if you just think, actually, no, this isn't going to work for me, then don't do it. But actually, I like lean, I like, I like exploring and going, unless there's a really good reason not to do something, I'll do it. Yeah. And again, to, and the numbers have to work as well, remember, exactly. just because you're buying it, just because you're buying it for 50 grand doesn't mean it's going to make you any money. You do have to yeah. actually check the history of, of the of the capital growth and the rental income. So yeah, you do it. have to bear that in mind. And it's, when you see it really cheap, you think, wow, I can definitely make money on that. But It's, it's probably important. better buying in an area that has a rough patch than a rough area, if that makes sense. Because with yes. Northampton, like with Bellinge, the, bar, the price is going bananas. And it's because it's in Northampton, whereas I imagine maybe in Grimsby, the, the uh, prices, I haven't done the numbers, but I imagine the prices don't rise like that much yeah. so it's better i would I'd probably imagine going somewhere goes to a rough area in a nicer town than going to a rough town maybe yeah yeah also we should probably apologize to anyone listening on the podcast who lives in grimsby <laughs> yeah sorry about that <laughs> but it's perception we've i'm you know we are fully aware that this is just our, we're just sharing our experiences and our perceptions um and like i said i was i was quite like i don't like bellinge and now i'm like woohoo let's buy more houses in bellinge yeah, yeah that's true it does yeah i mean of course the name grimsby doesn't help it does it yeah that's do the rebrand that's true that's even though it true. just mean even though it just means the the town of a viking called grim that's what it means. Ah, interesting. Grimstown, yeah. that's what it means. Yeah. In okay. fact, it's interesting as well because we're buying in Liverpool this year. And mm. when I was talking to uh, my contact, Sean, who lives in Manchester, um, and I talked about Liverpool, he was a bit like, oh, li- like Liverpool? And, well, yeah. Uh, and I, but then he also said, oh, yeah, I think they're going through a big regeneration. I was like, yeah. So it's, it is. Everyone, yeah, people have different perceptions. But Liverpool, like the numbers are just phenomenal um, yeah. in Liverpool at the moment. Yeah, lots of building going on up there. Anyway, I feel like we're just chatting now. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's great, isn't it? Well, this, this is what the, the podcast listeners, this is what you don't hear. This yeah. is basically our every podcast we record. And now we just about hit record now and start the podcast. So you're just hearing yeah. our, us chatting. That's rambling. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. Um, but it, so is there anything else you want to share, Richard? Because I wanted to ask, while we're talking to our listeners, I'd love to ask something of them. Unless you have anything else to share, on the no, that is that is that is I mean enough of uh, abusing our listeners yeah. and uh, where they live. So I'll oh, shut up now. Because <laughs> I was just going to ask. Because one of the things that Rich and I have been talking about is topics to cover for the podcast. If you guys have anything you'd like us to to cover, then please do uh, write in. You can you can contact me uh, through Instagram direct messaging, or you can write to me at anna at annapierce.com or through my website propertyempress.com. Um, and also, whilst you're at it, a little cheeky five out of five review on Spotify would be amazing. Thank you so much. Um, I'm kind of Look wrapping up the podcast, so yeah, Look let us you. know if you, if you, yeah, if you have any topics. Otherwise, Richard, how can people contact you? You can contact me as Pretty Much Property, as always, on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, all the links to all our socials and emails will be in the show notes if you wish to find them. And uh, Again, thank you so much for listening. Thank you, everyone. See you next time. Goodbye. Bye.